Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Blessings, 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 and glory, hallelujah. We thank and praise God that he has blessed us with another day, another opportunity to join with you in the airwaves. Hi, welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am so excited to be able to join with you in the airwaves on this beautiful day. Wherever it is, whatever time it is where you're hearing the sound of my voice, I thank and praise God for your life. And I mean that sincerely. We are living in such an unsettling time. And it has propelled us into a place, or it should have us into a place, where we thank and praise God for every breath we draw, literally. We are seeing people that are transitioning this earth realm at alarming rates, okay? There's always transitions on a daily basis, but because of the COVID-19 virus and other situations, and I believe that one of the the factors that it is even adding to the transition of some people sooner than rather than later is the stress of the time that we live in and and you're seeing hearts fail and um just that stress taking over the body and and people giving up and and it's just and then we have the the unrest and um that's that's in our society here in the United States and there's just so much that is going on. So we definitely, and you know, my host, my co-host and I, we talk about this on the regular when we're opening up the show, but just uh, the anointed blessing to be able to come and to meet with you in the airwaves and to give God praise for life itself. And that more abundantly, literally, you know, we are in a time when we think of life the abundance of life means something entirely different than it probably meant to you six months ago, okay? Um, six months ago, people were running around concerned about um, houses and cars and land and monetary gifts and things like that. And not to say that that's still not important to a lot of people, but I think that we have come into a time and a space where we give more credibility, I think I can say, or more thought to the less material aspects of life and more to the blessings of family and friends and, most importantly, our relationship with the Father, knowing that, you know, our relationship with God is key in getting through all of these different situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in, in this current climate, in the earth realm. I'm telling you, if there was ever a time that we should stop and clap our hands and lift them up before God and shout hallelujah, this 
is the time. This is the time in which we are living. And I thank and praise God that we are doing just that. We are living. We are living. Um, I, I look at the surrounding atmosphere and um I, I'm not going to try to get into a debate here on whether you mask up or don't mask up, but when you think about the ramifications of what is going on with the pandemic and um, the rise, it, it has now, again, rose. And, and I think I heard um, recently, I believe it was yesterday, that in one day they had over 70,000 new cases test positive, over 70,000 new cases test positive. That is, that's alarming. And this is just in America. Okay, this is this is not across the, the world. This is just in America. And to think um, that we don't need to not only protect ourselves, but protect others. And, and I'm, I'm just going to take a moment here to share because I'm waiting on, on my car host to get on. She had to work today, and so she's going to be running a couple of minutes late, and, and I really want her to be on when we dive into today's topic. But I just want to kind of share um, briefly about um, the ramifications of being asymptomatic you know, and the fact that you can test positive but be asymptomatic, not having any symptoms whatsoever, but be a carrier of the virus and how that will affect people around you. And I want to give a little testimony in that. Um, in our office, we have not, we've not come back full-fledged into the office, but we did have one department that came in and they were supposed to be in at least for a week or two because they had some new staff members that joined that department and they really needed that cohesive time um, to come in and to bring the new staff member up to speed and what have you um, on, on the processes and the procedures and whatever. And within that appointed time, one of the other staff members um, within that that team got sick. <laughs> now, this is really, this is a very interesting twist of things because I, I have to tell you that this particular t- team member that got ill was the same person that a month and a half ago, two months ago, when we were doing some, some meetings and some evaluations that came in and, no, I, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not going to do it. And, you know, my, my mother is fussing at me and telling me I need to wrap up, but I, I'm, not, I'm just not doing it because it is just not that serious, yada, yada, yada. So as, as fate would have it, this is the person that winded up with the virus, not asymptomatic, but full-fledged, lost sight, or not lost sight, I'm sorry, lost taste, lost smell, um, the weakness, the respiratory issues, the sort of, I mean, got full-fledged virus, okay? So needless to say, everybody, you know, within the office that had came in during that time went, was like, okay, well, we need to get tested. And so we all, we went and got tested. Well, everybody was negative except for one person. And the one person that tested out positive actually was asymptomatic. So here's here's the moral of the story. We don't know if the person that was really sick gave it to the other person or if the other person gave it to the person that got really, really sick because they were asymptomatic without any any symptoms whatsoever and still have not had symptoms. Okay, so this is what I'm saying, but but their fiance was staying with them, and now the fiance is sick, and you know it, it's just. Let me just put this out here, people. Please, 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 please. It, it is not against your constitutional rights. It is not a matter of you know trying to force you into doing anything. It is a matter of wisdom. Be safe out there. And, and think about others, because what if you were that person that was asymptomatic but tested positive, and now your loved one is sick and your coworker is sick, all because you chose not to um, stance of, of being a blessing in somebody else's life and, and covering up, seriously, okay? So I just, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. 
Um, just, just, yeah. I just felt it needed to be fair. I thank God, you know, my my test was negative, so I'm I'm really a happy camper um, because I want to go home this week. My graduation uh, is this coming weekend with my master's degree, and I, I'm just I'm really excited about that. And I will be doing my graduation on Zoom, but I will be home celebrating it with my family. So, but I'm not trying to get out there in crowds at all. So anyway. Enough about that. Enough about that. Well, our subject today, our subject today is uh, one that God has really, really been dealing with me on over the past few weeks. It's not a new subject by any stretch of the imagination. It's not even new to me, but it's just been something that, you know, there's times where the Holy Spirit will put you in a place of repetitiveness, repetitive information about a situation or, or, um, or what's going on. And when that happens, then it is really, really important that we give ear to it, okay? It is extremely important that we give ear to it. And so what we're going to talk about today is how decrees and proclamations and affirmations fit into the kingdom of God. I find it fascinating um, that the world, not outside of the body, the world outside of the body of Christ, um, take these things to heart. You know, they are out there and they're proclaiming and they're giving affirmations. And it's, it's really, what's really amazing is the, the crux of the majority of the affirmations that they're out there repeating and they are religious with it, so to speak. They are doing it on a daily basis. is seeped in the word of God. They are decreeing and declaring what the word of God says without attaching themselves or being a part of the body of Christ. And that is absolutely amazing to me. It is absolutely amazing to me. But here's what's even more profound to me is they're getting results. They're getting results. Why are they getting results? They're getting results because the word is true. The word is real. And if you are attaching yourself to the word, okay, and you are putting it out in the atmosphere on a regular basis, the word works. The word works if you work it. I, I've seen multiple businesses that when you stop and you think about the testimonials that the CEOs have and the CFOs have and the COOs have about how the businesses got to where they are. And we're talking multiple million-dollar corporations, some even billion-dollar corporations, and their core values, their core values will be steeped from the Word of God. Even one of the best-selling books that people gravitate to um, in, in shaping their mindset for, for um, prosperity is Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I, I had heard, this is real, I had heard so many Christians testifying about that book and how it radically changed their thought pattern and everything that I was like, okay, I've got to read this book. You know, I've got to I've got to understand what is in this book that um, just really propel people to the next level of life. And so I read the book. <laughs> and as I read the book, I'm going, uh, okay. So basically, what Napoleon Hill did was take the crux of the Word of God, give it a new spin, okay, um, put it in a different language and then put it out there as a new study and a new way to um, look at things. And he even talked about, he even talked about the Nazarite and the teachings of the Nazarite in his book. And he was talking about Christ. So it was like, okay, so Napoleon, you have taken the word of God, you have twisted it and given it a scientific version of how we can think and grow rich, and all you've done is taken the things of the word and put a, a twist to it without, <laughs> without giving all glory and honor to God. 
I was just, I was amazed. I was amazed. And what really, I guess, amazed me more than anything is how the body of Christ could be so taken in and just so enamored, 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 I'm sorry, so enamored with this, with this book and its teaching without the clear understanding that I just took this out of the word and just put it out there. I was just like, okay. For me, um, it was, like I said, it was interesting. It was a good book, but all the things that he talked about in the book I already knew about from the word, and it's just like, okay. And I would prefer personally to give credit to Almighty God for the things that he put in his word to be a blessing to his people. But that being said, my point is, is that the people of the world take the principles of the word and they make them work and they make them work. So my question to you as the body of Christ is why aren't you doing the same? You've got firsthand information. You've got the ability to get into your prayer closet and hear firsthand from the throne room of God, from his precious Holy Spirit. You don't Hallelujah, Lord, thank you. You don't even have to go into your prayer closet to hear these things. All you have to do is think on a thought. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and insight to that thought. You can be in a situation. You can be in a boardroom. You can be in a meeting, and instantly you can tap into the presence of the Holy Spirit that is within you, and he will give you what to decree. He will tell you what to put into the atmosphere in the midst of the meeting, how to attract to yourself, since, you know, everybody's so caught up now on the law of attraction, how to attract to yourself the things of God, the will of God in that situation, the wisdom of God in that situation. I just, I'm I'm at a loss for why we as the body of Christ that freely, freely have these things at our disposal and we don't use them. We don't utilize them. Like I, I've decreed and declared, I am virus free I, and I will remain virus free. You know, I, I'm, now I have the wisdom of God to do what, with what, what has been put out as precautionary manner, um, methods, you know, I do mask up when I go out. I have my my um, sanitizer with me. You know, I, I'm I'm utilizing common sense. Okay, the wisdom that God gave us. God said He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. That sound mind comes with wisdom, and so I utilize the wisdom that God has given. But I've decreed and declared at the same time, no, this body is is virus-free. It's not just coronavirus-free. It's virus-free, period. Period. The word of God has decreed and declared that because I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, no unclean thing can dwell within me in any kind of sickness and disease. And my, my opinion is an unclean thing. So you can't dwell within me. You've got to go. You've got to go because bad and good will not dwell in the same temple. (laughs) This is good. Remember, remember the days of old prior to Christ's crucifixion on the cross. Okay. In the temple, there were chambers. There was the um, there was the outer court and the inner court and the the um, the all the different rooms and vestibules before you got to the holies of holies and then when you got to the holies of holies there was a curtain there so that you could not just enter and the only one at that point in time that could enter into the holies of holies and he could only do it once a year was the appointed high priest of that time. And each year, a different high priest would be appointed to go into the holies of holies and sacrifice unto the Lord. And when he would go in, there was a a bell. It was a string and a bell tied around them. 
And so that when he went in, if he was unclean, if there was sin in the camp, if he was unclean, he could not stay in the holies of holies and live. He would go in and he would drop dead right there, right there in the holies of holies, thus the rope that was tied around him. So as long as they heard the bell moving, you know, then they knew he was still walking around and he was alive and all was well. When that bell stopped ringing, then they would take that rope and start pulling them out because they knew, oh, another one bites the dust, okay, so to speak. You know, he dropped dead. So if, if in that instance, that is our reflection of what it's like to, to dwell in the presence of God in the holies of holies, think about your body. Get a vivid photo and a picture in your mind of this. So if you, if, if, if your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, you are, you represent the holies of holies because the Holy Spirit dwells within you. So if no unclean thing can dwell within the temple, then that means you can speak to sickness and disease, you can decree, you can proclaim, you can affirm the word of God in action within your body and say, no, no unclean thing can dwell in here. That means that any sickness, disease, anything that is not of God, any mental disorder, um, any emotional issue, whatever it is, if it is unclean, if it is not of God, then it cannot dwell in your temple because of the Holy Spirit's residence in your temple. So we have to learn to pick up the word of God and learn how to use it, to decree the things of God over yourself, to decree the things of God over your body. Now let's look at each one of these on an individual basis. Let's look at what a decree is, a decree is an official order issued by a legal authority. Official order issued by a legal authority. When I was a little girl, the, in fact, it was the only movie that I ever went to go see with my mother, and it was the Ten Commandments. It had came out in Technicolor. Apparently, she had seen the original one back in the 50s, but here we are, I think it was in the 60s, um, and they had redone the movie in color. Remember Technicolor, when Technicolor, well, some of you are too young to know about Technicolor, but when we first started being able to see um, television in color and see movies in color, and it was, the process was called Technicolor. And so I remember one day, it was in the summertime, because I was going to the YMCA, and she came and she picked me up from the Y, and we went to the movie. And it was a, a, I promise you, in the 27 years that I had my mother, this was the only time we ever went to the movies together. And it was to see the Ten Commandments, and that in itself is profound to me because um, it, was, it, it just said to me that God was using her to show me things that concerned him. So, but that's a whole other story from another um, show. But anyway, my point is this. In the movie, this, there was something that happened in the movie that resonated with me, a 9 or 10-year-old little girl that is still with me today at 63. And the thing it was was every time Pharaoh said something, okay, every time Pharaoh gave an order, what he would say after the order, and it was Yul Brenner playing Pharaoh in the movie, but every time he would say that, he would say, so let it be written, so let it be done. I'll never forget it. It was always, so let it be written, so let it be done. And that's what I equate to a decree, an official order issued by a legal authority. What he said was, whatever he had said, as he was saying it, the scrolls were writing it down. And so whatever was being written, it was, it was a law, it was a decree. He could not, even he could not overturn it. If he wanted to change the decree, he had to give out another decree to override the original decree. He could not change the original one. He had to decree something else. And that's where we have to see about the word of God. When God has given a decree in his word, so let it be written, so let it be done. As it is written in his word, then it needs to be an activation within us, and we need to utilize that. So back to my analogy of, of health issues, we need to learn to decree 
what thus saith the Lord. What does his word say? And we have to stand on his word and give credence to what the, the power and the authority. We have been given power and authority. The life and death, according to the word of God, is in the power of the tongue. But we take that so lightly, and that's, that's my problem. And what I'm talking about here is the fact that the world can utilize the principles of the word without giving glory to God, but the principles work in their life. And here we are, the body of Christ, the children of God, given the power and the authority to use the word, and we don't. We don't. And that's mind-boggling to me. That is mind-boggling to me. So I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to take a, um, a short sip of water while my beautiful co-host who has joined us comes on and shares her thoughts about what she's heard thus far. God bless you, my sister. I love you. What's going on? I love you, too, and please forgive me, you guys. If I backtrack this, let me know because I'm on headphones. I'm just leaving work. But And hello, everybody. And to you, sis, my beautiful sister, thank you so much. It's, a, it's been a wonderful day. You know what? I'm going to tell you guys. I didn't realize, but I did. And the weapon that the enemy used against me the majority of my life was my mouth. And I believe I spoke that several times on different shows, but for all the new listeners and different things, I'm going to repeat it again because it has to be repeated. My, the Lord told me that it wasn't so much the enemy and my enemies, but it was me. And one day I was saying, enemy, Lord, it's the enemy. I was praying, and the enemy's doing this, and the enemy's doing that. And he kept saying, I want you to slow it down. And I said, enemy. They say it again. I said, enemy. Mm. He said, mm. say it again. I said, inner me. Exactly. Mm. The inner mm. you. Mm. You wow. speaking. He said, you have spoken more depth to yourself than the enemy ever did. He just gave you the weapon, the device, and you used it. And mm. you were the one, the reason why things happened the way that they did. You started forest fires with your mouth. Because I was angry, you guys, for a long time. I was disappointed. I was hurt, you know, with just different things in my life, you know, and, and the past and different things like that, and what was happening to me then. But I never, it didn't dawn on me that I was the one. That, hmm. I was the one. And, you know, it's just so amazing to me because I need to let everybody know that, you know, the Word of God says, we talk about it all the time. Write the vision down and make it plain. So the one yeah. that thinks will take it and run with it. Well, you know, I heard so many times my elders, my sister on the show has talked about it. We talked about it when we had a, a show on vision boards and different things like that. Um, if you're paying attention to you guys, the Instagram, my sister's page, and different things, the different pages she has, she mentions for our lives. And I thank God for that because I will tell you guys, every time I try to listen to a motivated speaker and different things, because I woke up one day and I had to say, I got to change some things. Things got to change. See, because what I used to say to myself is because I heard my grandmother say, your mother didn't want you. I heard different people say Mm -hmm. that. I don't know why you, out of all the kids, your mother didn't want me. So you guys, every time I would get depressed or upset and things didn't work out, I go, it's because my mother didn't want me. I'm nothing. I'll, and I'll never be anything. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Wow. I'm retarded. That's what they said about me. So that's what I am. And believe it or not, you guys, the more I spoke that, the dumber I became, the stupider I became. Uh-huh. It took me three years ago, you guys, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Three years ago, I woke up one day and I told the Lord, enough. What do I have to do to change this? I heard someone once say, you listen to a man's word, and you can tell what's on his mind. Listen. Mm. And you can tell what's on his mind. You can tell if he's educated or not educated. You can tell, please forgive me, nobody takes as long as he's ignorant. You can tell people that or whatever the case may be. And you want me to tell you guys something? When I was out in the world, I found out that con artists, 
are the biggest players, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they can convince others to believe in what they believe in. And they it's not that they've ever mm-hmm. been anywhere. It's not that they've ever done anything different, but they read. And when they read, they educate themselves, and they begin to believe in what they read. And so after a while, yep. that's why they have the show American Greed, because they believe in what they, what they do. It's scary, mm-hmm. but it's the truth. So as I start reading and listening to positive things and, and, uh, around me and different things like that, I begin to realize, hey, you are what you speak. And then I start listening to affirmations because when I wake up every morning, I believe the first, when you first hit, wake up, first thing you should say is thank you, Jesus, and give God's praise. That starts your morning off. Yeah. The next, find something positive to listen to, positive affirmations, the word of God, something that can set your mind straight because there's so much negative around you. People got enough mm-hmm. negative going on around you, then you just speak it against yourself. And please believe that. That's the truth. But what I believe, what I begin to see, sis, was the more positive I began to speak, the enemy got angrier to make me believe that what I was doing wasn't working. But see, the harder the enemy worked, you headed in the right direction. Because mm. that's the truth thing. If the enemy don't work, mess with you, you better look around and ask yourself what's really going down. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he don't mess with the ones he already got. That's he only it. mess with the ones that he wants. And they're out there seeking God with their whole heart, their whole mind, and their whole soul. Mm-hmm. It's life, the Bible says. And marrow to thy bones. It's sweeter than honey. That's why they tell you the word of God. And when you be able to speak the word over yourself, what's that song? Speak over yourself. In the Lord. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to know how to speak over yourself when nobody else can speak. You got to be yeah. able to believe even when you don't even look right, you guys. Please believe me. I've had some situations in my life, I promise you. And if you begin to speak out your mouth what it looks like, you are doomed. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, when you begin to speak, I wake up every day now. My husband will say to me, I want you to have a beautiful day. You will have a beautiful day today. I said, I am, ain't I? And, man, my day goes so good. Mm. But every time I kept getting discouraged and frustrated, I go, this ain't going to work out. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm this. The more you keep saying mm. you're sick and tired of it, you're gonna be sick. it's going to make you sick and tired. Because mm-hmm. when we begin mm-hmm. to have to wear the mask, you guys, it agitates it me. We got to wear them all day at work. And now we have an ordinance down here, you guys, in Georgia that we have to wear a mask out here. And it's triple digits outside. Mm-hmm. But I used to say, this is frustrating. It makes me sick. Mask getting on my nerves. And he said, if mm. you keep speaking that, then it's going to really get on your nerves. And I'm going to tell you right now, you might as well start speaking something positive because we're in this for a long haul. So you need hey, to start changing your yeah. mind. Hmm. So I'm I'm gonna give you the platform back, Chris. You can't start speaking mm-hmm. positive and then start speaking negative, because you're gonna cancel out everything you say. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it 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 in order to, for things to change, if you say I'm never gonna get a job, well, guess what? Why would anybody hire you if you don't believe in yourself? All right. I told for real. my new boss. Yes, the other day, I said we were doing something, and I looked at my boss and I said, I don't know how you're gonna do it. But I plan on being a bad meat cutter by September. So I'm just letting you know what my plans are so you can you can go accordingly to that. He looked at me and started smiling. You know why? Because he's a man of God. He couldn't do nothing but laugh. You know what he said? I believe. I say, um, you better because it's going to happen. And things are starting to manifest because I'm starting to speak life. The word of God said mm-hmm. life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah, yes. I'm giving it to you, sis, on that one. That's, that's truth. That's truth right there. You know, and we have to learn. We have to learn the importance of as everything that you just said is in speaking life, you know, making the decree, making a demand 
on the universe to line up according to the word that is coming out of your mouth because you're establishing the word with the authority and the power that God has given you. That is key. That is key. So that's decreeing. That's decreeing. So let it be written. So let it be done. So let's talk about a proclamation. Proclamation is a public or official announcement, especially one dealing with a matter of great importance. Making a proclamation. A proclamation is an official declaration issued by a person of authority to make certain announcements known. Proclamations are currently used within the governing framework of some nations and are usually issued in the name of the head of state. Now, I just got chills. Think about that. A proclamation is an official declaration issued by a person of authority to make certain announcements known. Proclamations are currently used within the governing framework of some nations and are usually issued in the name of the head of state. Who is your head of state? Because mine, doggone sure, is not 45. I'm sorry. My head of state is my is tied to my first um, citizenship, and my first citizenship is tied to the kingdom of heaven. I was a I was a citizen of the kingdom of God before I was a citizen of this earth realm. Before I was a citizen of the United States of America, I was a citizen of the kingdom of God, and He has He has made proclamation in His Word. He has made declarations. He has made announcements, and he is the ultimate person of authority. And these proclamations work within the governing framework of his kingdom, of his kingdom, because it's been issued in his name. When we proclaim a thing, we proclaim it in the name of Christ. We proclaim it in the name of the word of God. Remember John 1 and 1? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing, nothing that was created was done without him. Because creation came about by the word of God being spoken. I'm going to go you even deeper. Revelation 3 and 14 decrees and declares that Christ is the amen. He is the agreement. I, I, I'm going to pull this up so I can read it for you because it's so powerful to me. Hold on one second because um, I don't want to misspeak it. I want to make sure that you're getting the fullness of what I'm saying. So um, Revelation 3 and 14, um, this is out of the NIV because um, that's the first translation that came up, but it works. It says, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write. These are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. Did you catch that? These are the words of the amen. So like when we say amen to something, we are saying that we are in agreement to the amen, to Christ himself, who is the word of God. So as he has proclaimed in his word, then he has sealed that proclamation with amen, because he is the amen. He is the word of God. So if, if he has proclaimed it, and it is part of the governing framework, think about this, y'all. This is deep. He has proclaimed it. It is part of the governing framework of the kingdom of God to whom you are First, the citizen of, that's where your first citizenship lies, then that is the, what you need to be standing on, both these little laws that man has written here in earth. I mean, please hear me. Yes, we are to be mindful of the laws of man, and we're to be subjected to the people that are in authority. I know all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? But this is so much deeper than all of that. This is something that should be in the very core of your being. What has God proclaimed regarding you? What is it that you need to come in agreement with the God? What is it that's part of your rights as a citizen of the kingdom of God? 
that you need to come into agreement with. Think about it. It it is just like, it is unbelievable. We throw out amen in a heartbeat sitting in church. You don't even know what you're coming into agreement with. You don't even know what the amen means. All it does is sound good. Amen. Amen. We say amen to everything. Well, if you're really not in agreement with it, and let's go a step further now that we know that the amen is Christ, if he's not in agreement with it, really, what are you saying amen to? Since he is the amen. We have got to get to that place where we stop asking God to come in agreement to our desires, and we start to go into, become into agreement with his desires. What is it that he has proclaimed for you. See, that's why we talk about this all the time on this show, how much more important the covenant is than the blessing. Because the covenant is that legal documentation that says that you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It is that covenant, is that legal citizenship that God has laid up for you, the governing framework of who you are and what you are entitled to is wrapped up and tied up in the covenant, not in the blessings. The blessing is a byproduct of the covenant, but it is wrapped up and tied up. That is your title deed. Remember, now faith is, in Hebrews 11, now faith is, it is giving you the title deed. I believe it is in the amplified version of that, that it says that it is the title deed. Let me find it, because I just, uh, this is, yeah, this is good. And I want to make sure that you're catching it, you're catching it, because it will transform your world. It will literally transform your world once you recognize and understand how, how important and how deep this is. And we take it so for granted. And then the people out there in the world, they just have, hey, willy-nilly doing whatever, but they're utilizing these principles, and they're, they're excelling. And we're sitting there like, woe is me. Unbelievable. Hebrews 11, the Amplified Version says, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gain divine approval. You see what I'm saying? It's like we've got to be more connected to the proclamations, the degrees, the decrees, of God than we are to what man is saying and to what the law, even the laws of this land. Because we operate under a little bit different governmental society. I don't care what laws they have written into play. They can pass laws till the cows come home for the LGBT community, for, for Planned Parenthood, for for abortion rights, all of those different things, that's fine. Pass whatever law you want to. Pass a law that you can't pray in church. Pass a law or in school. Pass a law that, you know, if you proclaim the role of the, the, the word of God, then you're proclaiming hate. You can pass any law you want to, but I guarantee you it does not hold water to the word of God. It does not hold water to the proclamation of God. You are kidding yourself. You are kidding yourself if you believe for one moment that man's law supersedes God's law. And you're in for a great fall. You're in for a great fall because as we say all the time on this show, your time on this earth realm is that long. But eternity, that's a whole nother ball game whole nother ball game. And so while you running around, skip to my little, my darling, that you got all these rights because this law passed, what you going to do when you transition? Because this little law over here is not going to mean jack when you go before the judgment seat. Not going to mean a thing. 
not going to mean a thing. Think about it. Think about it. And that's not perpetrating hate or fear or anything else. That's just truth. That's just truth. I love my gay and lesbian people. I'm not mad at them, understand some of their plights, been in their shoes and walk the walk. I get it. But guess what? When it comes to the word of God, (laughs) it stands. And you better get a clue. Hello. Because all bets are off. Once you cross over, all bets are off. Straight out. Let's get real. Let's get real. The last thing we're going to touch on, because we're almost running out of time, is affirmations. And like my sister said, she wakes up in the morning and she does positive affirmations, and that's awesome. That's awesome. More importantly is the affirmations that you're doing steeped in the word of God. It's like the the Buddhists do affirmations. The Hindus do affirmations. They got chants going on. They're repeating all of this over here and that over there. Our affirmations, being that we are the body of Christ, we are the children of God, need to come from the word of God. An affirmation is the action or process of affirming something or being affirmed. The action or process of affirming something or being affirmed. Now, we've talked about this in the past on the show, that it is normally the the role of the father to affirm the child. The mother nurtures the child. The father affirms the child. The father puts his stamp of approval on the child if he's a good, good dad. Our Father affirms us by the power of the Holy Spirit he has granted unto us. He has affirmed us to be worthy to carry him. Now, most of the time, we'll look at ourselves and say, we are really not worthy of that honor. But it matters none because Daddy said, Daddy said, yes, you are, because I've made you so. I've cleaned you. I've redressed you. I've taken you out from wallowing in your own blood. And I've washed you clean with the blood of the Lamb. And I've put the finest of robes on you. I've got you in white linen. I've put a crown on your head because you are my heir. And I've decreed and declared you as a ruler in this earth realm. Subject only to me. We need to understand the affirmation that God has given us. So that as we are affirming, we are affirming according to what God says. Because again, it is according to what God says that puts the weight and the power and the authority on your affirmation. Just positive affirmation for a child of God is not enough. It may be okay for the people out there in the world. That's cool. But as a child of God that has the power of life and death in its tongue, then you've got to decree and declare and proclaim and affirm nothing less than what God has said. Nothing less than. It's not about what you feel. It's not about what you see. It's not about what you've been through. It's not about what's been done to you. It's not even about what you desire. It is about what did God say? What did his word say? What did he decree over you? Who named you? And what did he call you? Did he call you a virtuous woman? Did he call you a man of valor? Did he call you a man after God's own heart? Did he call you holy? Did he call you sanctified? Did he call you justified? That all those things are who you are. I could care less than 
What person said you couldn't? What person said that you had no value? What person said that you are crazy? I don't care. Because you know what? It does not matter. Because man's word does not override God's word. So we've got to get to a place in our walk with him, in our life on this earth realm, that we stop shortchanging who we are and what we can accomplish. We've got to get to that place. I'm doing a book with a friend of mine, and it's called um, The Circle Maker, and it's dealing with 40 days of prayer. And each day is a different devotion um, dealing with prayer and how we handle ourselves in prayer. And this morning's um, devotion dealt with shameless audacity. Now, let me tell you something. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a scholar scholar, but I am very familiar with the word of God. And I was very familiar with the passage in Luke that he came from. But I promise you, I had never gave thought Okay, I'm sure I had read it, but I never gave thought to Luke. Let me turn this light off so I can see. To Luke, what is that? One or eleven and eight, where it says, "Yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need." The words "shameless audacity" it, it like leaped off the page at me. Now this is Luke telling the story about um, a, your, your friend, your neighbor who came and was knocking on your door because he had friends from out, from out of town that had came to his house and he needed three loaves of bread because he didn't have food for the people that, that had showed up. And the, the neighbor that he's knocking on the door is like, I'm already in bed. My kids are in bed. I'm not getting up. And he just kept knocking because he needed this bread. And so the friend got up, not because of the friendship, but it said the friend got up because of the shameless audacity that the man had to just keep knocking, not to take no for an answer. And that's the place that we have to get to. And the word said, this is this was what really got me. Because I'm getting more and more in tune with with the words of God. And, and how they shape, how they shape out. When I, when I read it, like in the book, the book only gave that small little passage. But then I went to my word, and because I, I, I needed clarity on this thing, because I was just like, I, I don't remember seeing shameless audacity before. I really did not remember seeing that. But when I pulled it up and I read the whole thing, um, let me get to just uh, Luke 11, the whole thing. Um, um, when I read the whole thing, it, the last words of it was the fact that it talked about how God being a good father, okay, how, how our fathers being evil will, you know, not give a serpent, serpent if you ask for something or give a rock for something else that you ask for. Hold on, I will have it in just a moment and I can read the whole thing to you. But the, the key of it is, is the last portion of it talked about he gives you the Holy Spirit. And this is the reason why he gives you the Holy Spirit. And I was just like really, really blown away. So it says that, um, and then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are, in, are with me in bed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though. He will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet, and, and this passage says, yet because of the man's boldness. But in the other passage, it says, yet because of the man's shameless audacity, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it shall be given. Seeking you will find, knocking the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, the door will be open. Which of your fathers, if a son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? If he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though 
you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I was like, ooh, Lord Jesus. So when we're asking, we're asking for these things, guess what God is giving us? When we're knocking, when we're seeking, what is he giving us? We are so mindset, our mindset is on getting the things, and God is like, no, it's not the things I want to give you. Yeah, you can have the things, okay? But what I want to give you is my Holy Spirit. I want to give you me. So if you have me, you have the ability to attain any of the things that you're asking for. Because the Holy Spirit is going to give you what to say in that same self-hour that you need it. You're in a boardroom. You have a meeting going on. It is the Holy Spirit that will give you the decree to put out there. The same way my sister spoke to her boss and said, I don't know how you're going to do it, but by September, guess what? This is what I'm going to be doing. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through her, decreeing and declaring this thing that has to come to pass because she did it with the power and the authority of God on her words. And that's why he laughed, especially him being a, um, a believer, because he knows by the power vested in her, and that power comes from the Holy Spirit, she shall have what she said. I'm telling you, you know, when you get into this, when you really, really start dwelling, drilling down into this, this thing is so heavy and so deep. We, don't, we have not even scratched the surface. We do not have a clue. But we are living way be, below, way below our means because we have not tapped into it, because we have not utilized it in its proper connotation. We do little things. We a little bit over here, a little bit over there. But as we just read, it's about him giving us the Holy Spirit so that all things can be brought to our remembrance, so that all things can be spoken according to the will and the word of God. And guess what? His word is never going to fail. And then we put the amen on top of it, which is the spirit of the living God, the Christ. He is the amen, that true and faithful witness. So when we come into agreement with him, rather than trying to get him to come into agreement with us, there is no limit. He's like, y'all been just, y'all, y'all shortchanging me and you because you won't let me be great. Think about that. Think about that. You won't let God be great because you ask him for all these little bitty things. And he wants to be great. He said those that know their God shall do great exploits. How well do you know him? How well do you know him? Because I don't know about you, but I'm learning them every single day. And the more I learn, the deeper it gets. Every day. Every day. Ah, Girl, we got three minutes. (laughs) Go for it. What you got? What you got? Wow, I, I, if I never said a word, you 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 had it. You, I was with my mouth hanging open. You know, I heard something the other day, and in these three minutes, I'm going to make it really fast, you guys, and I heard Keith Jake teaching what he said. You know, it's amazing because we get so much into the New Testament, we forget about the Old Testament. And a lot of people say, well, the Old Testament, that was back then. You know, we're living in the New Testament mm-hmm. now. But what he said is, see, you got to read the whole word of God, he said, because, see, the Old yes. Testament is what teaches you respect. Hmm. And honor. And then the yeah. New Testament teaches you how to adapt with that. And I didn't get that at first. I had to, hmm. you know, play that back again, sis. You know, see, they taught you respect in the Old Testament. See, we come to God sometimes we it, 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 with the, a, a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And we forget to honor God first. That's why he's hmm. been coming to your court for Thanksgiving. That's right. And coming to his court praise. Why mm-hmm. does that have to be like that? Because, see, when you start mm-hmm. coming in, come boldly, he said, boldly to the throne. See, when you come boldly to the throne and then you begin to say, Father, I want to thank you right now in the name of Jesus for another day. And you start to thank yes. you for all the good things, even the bad things, then you can't do anything. Now you enter into his court with praise. And I believe in my heart when the Holy Spirit began to take over 
and you can be mm-hmm. able to see God clearer that way. But yeah. see what's happening is we're starting to, like you said, since we start to forget who we're supposed to honor and give God, give praise to. See, I, I'm just going to tell you guys, you know, I, let me tell you something. When you said about decree and someone in authority over nation, that's what's wrong right now. Why there's so much hell breaking loose right now. And so many hateful people coming out. They've always been there, but they're coming out now because they got somebody in authority over the nation speaking hate and mm-hmm. discontentment mm-hmm. and all kinds Absolutely. of things. So that's why everybody, not Absolutely. everybody, but that's why some people feel like they justified to do so. Right. When you get somebody who's just bullying all the time, right, he's bullied. That's why the police, certain people in the police department began to bully. That's why certain people in this department began to bully. Because they believe the authority holds over the nation, not God. Hmm. It's really sad to me because let me tell you something. We got to be careful. I tell people all the time. I see it all the time. What we speak over our children. You're so bad. Yeah. How can a two-year-old hmm. know what it's like to be bad? Okay. They're just learning. But if you exactly. keep saying they're bad, they're going to be bad. And then you into existence. That's right. right. But if you, That's what, you when my great grandson was two, I wouldn't let nobody call him call the terrible twos. I said, No, they're tremendous twos. Do not yes, see terrible and, twos over him. Yes, tremendous did. twos. Yes, they did. And somebody said one time, Oh, something about he a little demon just like his daddy. You got them straight so mm-hmm. fast. I thought, mm-hmm. Dang, I didn't even say that you got me mm-hmm. straight. I was like, Okay. You were like, Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I rebuke everything you just said. Every word Amen. that you just spoke. That's far because he is not a demon. You know, Mm-mm. it's just amazing to me. I'm just saying. Whatever's good, whatever's lovely, what is ever good rapport, think on these things. He wouldn't have gave you That's that right. illustration in the Bible. See, I used to read it, you guys, and I didn't do it. Because I didn't feel like I was worthy. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was good enough. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know what, devil? You can go go straight to hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the lady said to me that day, you are so mm-hmm. beautiful. I say, I show, thank you, and I show, know it. Tell me something else. Start laughing at me. Mm-hmm. Keep on speaking, and I'm listening. That's why you guys don't understand mm-hmm. every time my sister introduces me how grateful I am for that because she's speaking life and breathing life. And she doesn't know, and I'm just speaking it now. You guys didn't know that's what started me to start believing in who I am because of the things she began to speak wow. in the so it's important what we speak to each other. It's important to what we say to each other. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Because you know what? I can't, yeah, it I, absolutely I, I, is. I'm not going to lie. You know what the Lord told me? I began to speak some things in my marriage. I began to speak some things that the Lord told me. And it ain't going to get no better if you keep speaking it. Why don't you turn that around and start right. speaking it's good? It's, gonna, mm-hmm. it's, it's better. He's awesome. He's going to get it done. Instead of you saying what he ain't going to do, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say right now, I'm mm-hmm. just asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, that every listening ear, Father God, that we will bow down our spirits to you and listen to your voice, your sweet, soft voice, to be able to receive the Holy Spirit into our hearts and our minds. I'm praying that each mm-hmm. one of us listening right now, whatever time it is, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that we ask for change and that you will be able to provoke change in us. So not yes. only do we change ourselves, but we change all the things around us. Because mm-hmm. I believe that. One can take 10,000 to flight. Yes. I'm praying in the name of Jesus, Father God, for all the ones that are depressed right now, all the ones that may be out of a job, all, of, all the ones that are going through broken marriages, relationships, children afraid. Children, listen, whatever it is, Lord, I'm asking that name of Jesus right now that you allow them to speak life. Father God, that these things can be able to Lord. manifest in Jesus. Yeah. I'm praying for you that they will catch you, Father God, in the midst while we have time. Seek ye the kingdom of God first in all his righteousness. So we can be able to truly see you for who you are. 
Yeah. And I thank you yeah. for listening. I love you guys. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, sis. Amen. Amen. I love you, too. You guys have an incredibly blessed week in the Lord, Lord willing. Um, I don't know if we're going to make it next week or not. I will let you know because um, I graduate next Saturday, and I'm not sure what my plans are for next Sunday. But um, I thank and praise God. He has blessed me to get a master's degree in uh, ministry. And so, yeah, my graduation is Saturday. No, it is never too late. It is never too late. The things of God and the promises of God are yes and amen. Hmm? So it won't be next Sunday, guys, but we'll see you the Sunday after next, God be willing. Same time, sir. Amen. 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 You guys be highly blessed of the Lord this week. God bless. God bless you guys. Love you. Love you, sis. You have a blessed, blessed week and give my love to my brother. Same here. You know it. I'm going to get to this music. Hold on. Ah, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 This is good, 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 good. All right. Here we go. Let's keep it Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.